0: Hello, everyone. This is Omid, and you are listening to Modern Economy from Spice to Crypto Podcast. Here we talk about modern economy from the time of a spice trade to the emergence of cryptocurrencies. This podcast is a professional business management postdoctoral dissertation designed with educational purposes. We will talk about business, technology, money, and finance. By following and listening to this podcast, you will have a complete view of the modern economy and be able to make the most of your resources. Episode 6 Middle Age part one. In the previous episode, I talked about the different types of governments. In this episode, I would like to talk about growing civilizations and governments' political decisions that had economic roots. History called this era the Middle Age or medieval period. In the story of Europe, The Middle Ages, or Medieval period, lasted approximately from the late 5th to the 15th centuries, similar to the post-classical period of global history. It began with the fall of the Western Roman Empire and transitioned into the Renaissance and the Age of Discovery. The Middle Ages is the middle period of the three traditional divisions of Western history. Classical Antiquity, the Medieval Period and the Modern Period. The Medieval Period is subdivided into the Early, High and Late Middle Ages. In 615 AD the Persian Empire is at its peak and we can read about their conquest of Syria, Mesopotamia and Palestine. Between 636 and 718 there was a waiver conquering nation and expanding islam's influence in the middle ages if someone conquered your nation their religion became that believed by all as i said before according to bible chronology prophets came one by one sometime around 4000 bc and invited people to their religion until we reach muhammad he declared himself the last prophet of God. The Muhammadan chronology begins in 622 AD. Civilizations were growing and they needed more resources. Sometimes there was a famine and they may migrate to another place, but it was not like before. Now every tribe has marked its territory land and early war happened between tribes and governments during these movements. There was another reason too. Some of the ambitious kings and emperors always sought more power and domination. More peasants means more ransom, tribute and money. Conflicts between different religions have existed since the beginning because the rulers have used religion as a weapon against humanity to give their government a divine and heavenly rank and to use the false belief and superstitions of the people to achieve their goals. But we see that at the beginning of the Arabs' effort to plunder other civilizations In the name of spreading and propagating the religion of Islam, this matter has become more intense. After Muhammad invited the people of Mecca to Islam, the big merchants who were noble and mostly from Muhammad's tribe saw the invitation was a danger to their business and threatened him with death. This caused Muhammad to migrate to Medina secretly at night in 622 A.D. But finally, in 624 A.D., the Muslims won the Battle of Badr against the Meccan army and the tide turned in favor of Muhammad's followers. After the death of Muhammad, in 632 A.D., the Muslims continued the Islamic rule based on his tradition and chose a caliph from among themselves as the leader of the Muslims. Muslims who until now enjoyed minor welfare and culture in the land of Arabia were transformed by the religious teachings of Islam. In 641 A.D., the Arabs invaded Egypt, and in 624 A.D., they overthrew the Great Persian Empire. When the Umayyad came to power, Islam, like other previous religions, left the religious format to save the masses of poor and oppressed people. Its caliphs choose a royal life for themselves and build palaces like great emperors. Muslim conquests continued and by the end of 600 century, Muslims managed to defeat Carthage and conquer North Africa. The Arabs attacked on different countries continued until 711. They developed the Islamic government from the west to Spain and east to Sindh in India. But after that, the rulers of other lands gradually became aware of the danger of Muslims and started to fight back. In 727 AD, the Byzantine emperor banned the worship of any religious symbol. And in 732 AD, Franks defeated Muslims at Poitiers, France, and Muslim expansion into Western Europe halted. By the mid-century of 700 A.D. in 739 A.D., Muslim against experienced defeat. This time Byzantine army defeated Umayyad at Akronion and expelled them from Asia Minor. The revolt against the Umayyad continued until 750 A.D. when Harun prepared to establish the Abbasid dynasty. In 786 AD, the Abbasid dynasty was founded by Harun al-Rashid. The strengthening of Charlemagne in Europe and the invasion of the Viking to Western Europe were changing the political and economic map of this part of the world. The changes in the Far East were not yet so extensive, Although Tang Dynasty China had risen to power, Emperor Kamu's Japan had moved its capital from Nara to Kyoto. In 800 AD, Charlemagne was crowned Emperor of the Romans by Pope Leo III. Again, we can see on this chessboard king and bishop working closely together to hand on maximum ruling power. In 802, Anconian dynasty was founded by King Jayawalman II in Southeast Asia. In 805, Harun al-Rashid died and left the power to his son Ma'mun. In 814, Charlemagne died. I will compare Harun and Charlemagne since they started more or less together and passed away almost simultaneously one in the islamic world and another in europe and christianity but not in this podcast in 832 caliph al-ma'mun established the house of wisdom in baghdad and gathered the scholars to translate ancient greek learning into arabic in 843 Treaty of Verdun divided Charlemagne's empire into three west-east portions, roughly corresponded to France and Germany. In 815 A.D., Arab navigators perfected the astrolabe. Astrolabe is used to help determine the ship's latitude from height of the pole star or the sun. At night, the pole star was sighted directly through tiny pinhole in the two vanes mounted on the pivoting alidade or rule. My voice in the Modern Umi podcast are all meant to create a picture of world history in your mind and to take a journey into the past together. After that, let's step into today's modern world and provide ourselves with the necessary knowledge to ensure a promising future. Cryptocurrencies, Colonial Money and Pepper Money In the last episode, I spoke about different money theories. In this part I will discuss the development of money overseas from Europe. William Paterson established the Bank of England in 1694. He said the bank had benefit of interest on all money which it creates out of nothing. Based on previous theories it was good news for the government. They could meet as much as money they wanted. The private section also showed interest. The first privately owned fractional reserve central bank started loan money created from nothing at stake. Early American currency went through several stages of development during the colonial and post-revolutionary history of the United States. Since few coins, were minted in the Thirteen Colonies, which later became the United States. These colonies widely circulated foreign currencies like the Spanish dollar. Colonial governments at times issued paper money to facilitate economic activities. The British Parliament passed Currency Act in 1751, 1764, and 1773 that regulated colonial paper money. Interest-free wealth-based money issued by the colonies 1750 to 1764 based on the colonial script. Benjamin Franklin, a political theorist and inventor, requested the London Parliament to let the United States print its own money. He said in the Parliament, you see, a legitimate government can both spend and lend money into circulation, while banks can only lend a significant amount of their promissory banknotes, for they can neither give away nor pay by the tiny fraction of the money that people need. Thus, when the bankers in England place money in circulation, there is always a debt principle to be returned and usually to be paid. And the colonies, we issue our own money. It is called colonial script. We have no interest in paying to no one. The Currency Act, or Paper Bills of Credit Act, is one of the several acts of the Parliament of Great Britain that regulated paper money issued by the colonies of British America. But it was not a short way. The Bank of North America, collapsed in 1786 due to massive British counterfeiting and 41x increase in the money supply. The first privately owned Fractional Reserve Bank was founded in 1781 and again collapsed in 1786. In 1787, James Madison, President of the United States from 1809 to 1817, said history records that the money changers have used every form of abuse, intrigue, deceit, and violent means possible to maintain their control over governments by controlling money and its issuance. You may hear about the Rothschild family. The Rothschild family is a wealthy Ashkenazi Jewish family originally from Frankfurt that rose to prominence with the mayor Amschel Rothschild, a court factor to the German Landgrave of Hassel Castle in Free City of Frankfurt, Holy Roman Empire, who established his banking business in the 1760s. In 1790, Mayor Rothschild said, let me issue and control a nation's money and care not who makes its laws. He was founding father of international finance. In the next episode, I will continue with the banking and digital money. Mm -hmm. Investment Opportunities Part 5. Real Estate Compared to other investments, real estate ranks as one of the most profitable, least risky, and most stable choices. No matter what's going on in the world, people need a place to live and somewhere to work. And that means the real estate will always be in demand, making it a perfect piece of every portfolio. When you hear the phrase real estate investing the first thing to come to your mind may be renting properties to tenants. Or you may think of house flipping something becoming increasingly popular. These are indeed types of real estate investing but they are far from the only ones. Among the kinds of real estate investing to choose from are real estate mutual funds, real estate investment trust or rights, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, crowd-funded real estate. In this podcast, you will learn about all these and more. Most people think of real estate investing as owning property to either rent out or flip. They are right, but real estate investing includes much more, from those physical money-making properties, to real estate-related stocks, to real estate investing clubs. For people who prefer a handoff off approach, investing in real estate mutual funds, real estate investment trusts, and crowd-funded real estate provides the opportunity to reap the rewards without the work and for much smaller investments. Getting started involves little money research, and a desire to build wealth. For most people, the word real estate probably conjures up houses, but real estate is much more than that. There are dozens of real estate types and even more options when you turn to real estate investing. Unlike personal property, anyone can't move the real property, so its value is tied to geography. According to the Washington Post, 80% of Americans live on just 3% of total available land in the United States. Residential Real Estate Most people are familiar with residential real estate. It's where we all live. Underneath the residential umbrella, Real estate is split into existing homes, also called resale homes, and new construction or never lived in before. While single-family homes are the most common property in this category, they are still just one option out of many. Other types of residential real estate include condominium, privately owned unit, within a regular structure that are collectively owned, cooperatives, where individuals own shares of the building and the right to live in their units, townhomes, attached homes that may have condominiums-style common areas, multifamily homes, which can hold anywhere from one to four individual units. The two ways to invest directly In residential real estate are renting property, a long-term investment, or flipping property, a short-term investment. You can also invest in these properties indirectly through real estate investment trusts and crowdfunded residential rental properties. You may already be a real estate investor if you own a home. Whatever kind it is, you are already a real estate investor. For most homeowners, it is the most significant asset they have. As with other investment assets, you would expect your home to increase in value over time. Given enough time, it will. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it. With others. Post about it on social media with hashtag modernomi and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, visit ww.modernomi.com and you can follow Modernomi on Instagram, Telegram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Use your smile to change the world. Don't let the world change your smile. My statement in this podcast are only my free perception of history and economics. None of the Modernity team members, nor I am responsible for the audience's opinion and actions. The audience is free to reject or accept these contents.